Let me guess. You think that you're the king down there. You know what I mean. Down there, like below the waist. Well, can I just tell you, if you think that you're the king and you're the best of the best below the waist, you could be better than best by using manscaped.com. Yes, manscaped.com and use my promo code hood, my last name, H-O-O-D and save 20%. They've got the perfect package 4.0. You think you're okay down there? Well, think about this. You may need the lawnmower 4.0. Have you looked down there recently? It looks like a forest preserve. Yeah, do something about what's happening below your waist. Get the lawnmower 4.0. It's waterproof. It's perfect. I use it. I do. And I'm very happy with it. And so is Mrs. Hood. Also, what about the crop reviver? The crop cleanser? What about the crop preserver? What is that? That's for your balls, buddy. That's for your balls. Think about it. I'm in a studio with David Kaplan three plus hours a day. I've got meetings with sales. I've got podcasts to record. And it gets a little bit uh, <clears throat> cumbersome down there. Sometimes you need some help with your ball chafing. And that's why they have got the crop preserver, the crop cleanser, the crop reviver. Check it out at manscaped.com promo code hood. And they've got free boxers and they've got a travel bag. They've got it all. So I want you to check it out. Go to manscaped.com. Look through it and say, boy, this might be a great gift for someone special in my life or maybe for you in particular. Right. So check it out. Manscaped.com. Use my promo code hood and save 20 percent. I would never get involved with Manscaped unless I thought I could be helping you. Because you think, man, what's wrong with me, man? How come I can't get the ladies? Or how come I can't be with my special someone? Well, maybe because it's you below the waist. Maybe you need to have a little bit, be a little bit more streamlined down there. It's worked for me. It can work for you. Lawnmower 4.0. You can help with your ball chafing because they specialize in saving balls, free boxers, travel bag, all that. Check it out. Manscaped.com. Use the promo code HOOD. H-O-O-D. What's up, everybody, and welcome into Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I am Jonathan Hood. 
Hope that you had a great holiday. Hope you had a great holiday for Dr. Martin Luther King Day. Here we are on a Tuesday on the 18th of January talking professional wrestling slash sports entertainment from the wrestling capital of the world, Chicago, Illinois. What a show we have today. And, of course, we are brought to you by Manscaped. As you heard in the open, manscaped.com. Use the promo code HOOD. we got a lot to talk about today, including independent wrestling. I think I've discovered something, and I've known this for a long time, but I think I've got something for the wrestling fan I think that you'll enjoy coming up later on in our podcast. Don't forget, you can find this podcast on YouTube as well, youtube.com. Look for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Hit that subscribe button. We're over 150 subscribers. And for those that have thousands and thousands of subscribers, it's like 150. One, that's nothing. Well, it means something to me. Every single subscriber means something to me. So I'm grateful for everyone I have because we started off really slow. Shout out to Pat, the designer, who is great when it comes to uh, taking care of my YouTube and taking care of uh, the design of the YouTube page. So all praises to him because he does a great job with it and I'm really embracing it a lot more. Hey, there might be something in Raw or SmackDown. It could be something on NWA. It could be something in AEW. And it might come to mind. I might be at the crib watching and I re- hit record and boom, it's already up. So check out YouTube. It may not be on the podcast, but it might be on YouTube. YouTube.com. Look for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I appreciate everyone. They're like, oh, he only has 150 subscribers. Dude, from where we started, it's growing uh, a lot and pretty quickly. So I'm grateful for every subscriber, not only to YouTube, but also here at the podcast, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, where you can find merchandise for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Yes, you can get merchandise. I really hope that you can represent our show, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, wherever you go, whether you're wearing a t-shirt, whether you're wearing uh, a sweatshirt, a hoodie, whether you have a mug, whether you have a tumbler, we have Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday merchandise. I'm so happy uh, of the success so far for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday as far as the merchandise is concerned. Check it out. Uh, it's available right now on my Twitter, twitter.com, Wrestling TWT, Instagram, IG, J Hood or Wrestling TWT on uh, Instagram and also uh, it is on my Facebook wall as well, Facebook.com. All you gotta do is just check, click, you know, click the link tree. It's right there. Click my link tree, and the link is right there for you to be able to purchase merchandise. Look around, see if it's something there for you. But I just love when you guys send me a picture of your sweatshirt, of your t-shirt, of your mug that says Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Man, we are growing as a podcast, so I'm grateful for all of it. Thank you so much for supporting it. Again, check it out. Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday merchandise. Look for it uh, in the bios of my social media. Okay, let's talk about this. I've always known this, but I want to let you know right now that Vince McMahon and the WWE are hypocrites. The WWE, for a long time, ignored their competition, whether it was the National Wrestling Alliance, whether it was Total Nonstop Action, No matter what, the WWE said, we are the industry leaders. We don't look behind us. We just keep forging ahead. And by the way, there's nothing wrong with that, right? When you feel like you're the best, or even if you're second best, you have to be concerned with your own shit. That's what wrestling should be. You're not worried about taking a shot at other organizations, ECW, you can throw it in there, WCW in the past. You should just be concerned about how you can continue to grow your audience and make your audience happy. But, you know... 
These days, in 2022, the WWE can't help themselves, right? They see All Elite Wrestling come along. And because Tony Khan is an ambitious, aggressive promoter, they look at the AEW as a threat. Now, for a long time, even Triple H said at the Hall of Fame for the WWE a couple of years ago, oh, AEW is a piss ad company. Vince McMahon had a, a conference call. Oh, AEW, you know, they're not really competition. They're not the kind of competition that Ted Turner had with WCW. Okay, cool. Well, if they're not competition, then why even mention them? Why even consider mentioning them at all in the media? Well, here's a story here from a few days ago from the Toronto Star newspaper. The piece entitled WWE Takes a Shot at AEW with Statement Issued to the Toronto Star. Paul Davis says that Vince McMahon previously called AEW the blood and guts promotion due to blood shown on their broadcast. In a recent statement sent to the Toronto Star, the WWE categorized the New Year's Eve women's tag team match on AEW Rampage as self-mutilation. The match featured Penelope Ford and The Bunny against Ty Conti and Anna Jay, and it was the end of a long feud. The WWE statement to the Toronto Star says, If you look at the gory self-mutilation that bloodied several women in the December 31st event on TNT, it quickly becomes clear that these are very different businesses. We had an edgier product in the Attitude Era, and in a 2022 world, we don't believe that that type of dangerous and brutal display is appealing to network partners, sponsors, venues, children, or the general public as a whole. And what I would say to the WWE if I'm Tony Khan is, fuck off. That's what I would say. I've been watching a lot of episodes of Succession. I'm in on series. I'm on uh, season two now. So, and they say that almost every other scene, fuck off. So that's what I would say to the WWE if I was Tony Khan. Because why in the hell are they sticking their beak into the business of all elite wrestling? Now, let me just tell you that I saw the match and I saw the Rampage show of Penelope Ford and the Bunny against Ty Conti and Anna Jay. And I thought, whoa, that's a, that's a little much. I did see the blood coming from the bunny. I did see how violent the match was. And it was a good, it was a great blow off to a feud, right? It's something that you normally would not see with women's wrestling. And women's wrestling has always been clean and it's always been the Wendy Richters or the Sherry Martells or, you know, or, or Braun Panties if it's the WWE. Um, so I, I've seen women's wrestling in New Japan and there's some really, really solid women's wrestling, including Impact Wrestling. They've been the top of the top of, of that for about 10 plus years, maybe even longer than that, um, because Impact Wrestling's had some of the best women's matches over the last 10, 15 years that I've seen. Really, really good matches because they believed in women's wrestling even before this women's revolution for the WWE. WWE is behind. AEW is getting there as far as trying to showcase more women in professional wrestling and rightfully so. So the statement that was sent to the Toronto newspaper does not make sense to me because if you're concerned about your own business, why are you concerned about AEW? If nothing else, from WWE standpoint, you should say, you know what? They're doing their thing. We're doing our thing. And eventually the cream rises to the top. And eventually we're going to be on top again as the sole prom promotion for all professional wrestling in North America and around the world. I mean, the WWE already has a long lead on AEW. 
If you're an AEW fan, you won't, you won't agree with that comment, and I couldn't care less because I've been watching WWE for a long time. And whether it is Vince McMahon Sr. or Vince McMahon Jr. right now and how the WWE is moving along and doing their business right now, the point is, though, is that they, because of their global reach, right, because they're able to fill up buildings and, and stadiums across North America and around the world, they can have a Saudi deal. They can have multiple television deals with NBC Universal as well as Fox Television, right? They could be able to have these TV deals internationally. So they're ahead of AEW and most promotions. People look with granular detail what happens here with the ratings. This Deba, 18 to 34, and, and 25 to 54 men, and women that are 72 and younger, that's not on Geritol. Like, all these other things, are all these different metrics to determine whether or not AEW is getting close to WWE. But keep in mind that the WWE, with their three hours of programming on Monday, uh, because of their connection with the Peacock Network, because they're on SmackDown, right? And that's a bigger deal than anything else the WWE has, that they are on SmackDown on a network on a Friday night every week for 52 weeks. That's pretty strong for them. It's, it's tremendous for them. It's great for wrestling that SmackDown's on Fox because for many years, wrestling was just on some you know shadowy station, one of your local stations that was, and it was buried at night, Saturday nights at 10, or you know if you're an ECW fan, two or three o'clock in the morning, and they, it would just be pushed to the side. But to have wrestling you know, on the forefront on network TV on Fridays is great. And all the other cable deals around it, like what was happening with Turner, the Renaissance of AEW, where Turner Television uh, is allowing AEW to have their shows on TBS and TNT. It's great. All of it's great for the business. Because for many years, I lived through an era where there was very little network wrestling. And pretty much it was Saturday night's main event for the WWE and the rest of it was on cable. Uh, so it's great for the business, but here's my point. I want to get to this. I don't understand why the WWE is, are such hypocrites, right? They sent a statement about how this is a brutal display and this is dangerous trying to appeal to network partners, sponsors, venues, children, and the general public as a whole. What they're doing is trying to cut AEW out of the picture, by telling pretty much their sponsors, their network partners, like, you shouldn't have this on your network if you're Turner. And so maybe someone from Turner sees this and says, well, the WWE product, it's so clean and it's so PG. I, you know, maybe he has a point. I'll give you an example. When Nick Gage came to AEW, and I was totally against it. I understand that AEW is trying to catch light in the bottle because of the Dark Side of the Ring documentary on Nick Cage. Bring him in against Chris Jericho to see what happens. Because Nick Gage has a pizza cutter. And let me just say for the record, I'm not for that type of violence, right? I've seen bloody matches for a long, long time. But when you start using the objects I've seen at CZW in the past and some of the stuff that we even see now uh, on the independent circuits where you're going through glass and cutting your foreheads, with, I don't, I, I'm not into that at all. I, I'm a pro wrestling fan, and I'm not into that. Some are, and God bless you. If you're into that kind of violence, that's fine. But what we saw from that women's tag team match, that's no different than what you'd see in a lot of other shows. It, yeah, the women bled, but not to the point where sponsors would say, oh, I have to pull out of this. I can't deal with this. Or children, I can't deal with this. They see bloody movies all the time. 
Uh, but I, I, I find it fascinating that the WWE is sticking their nose where it does not belong in AEW's business. But let me just put a, a, a little bit of a cap on this whole Nick Gage thing. So Nick Gage comes over. Nick Gage is taking on um, Chris Jericho. And it's interesting that when Gage used a pizza cutter, the next commercial that was on and picture in picture was Domino's. And now you don't see Domino's around AEW programming at all to the point where I think that Domino's pulled out of the um, sponsorship deal with AEW because that guy was using a pizza cutter. And I just think that it is really hypocritical that the same company in which its CEO, Vince McMahon, has cut himself, right, who also has bled and cut himself, who's bladed, where you saw only of maybe, what, less than five years ago, Randy Orton against um, Brock Lesnar, where Brock Lesnar is burying his elbow and forearms into the head of Randy Orton to hard way him to make him bleed. Did that not happen? Right. There's many examples of the WWE using blood and violence to try to get a storyline over. There's t- it's too many to mention. I mean, I get, you know, John Cena against Brock Lesnar, um, John Cena against JBL, uh, Eddie Guerrero against JBL. There's there's plenty of examples of WWE using unnecessary violence to be in having blood. Right. And there was times in and out of the tenure of Vince McMahon Jr. where he did not want to have blood. And then sometimes it was, sometimes it was, depending on the day, right? Sometimes he liked blood, sometimes he did not. But the allegations that the AEW, as I go back to this quote again, we had an edgier product in the Attitude Era, but in a 2022 world, we don't believe that type of dangerous and brutal display is appealing to network partners, sponsors, venues, uh, children, or the general public as a whole. Well, that's your product. That's your product. Why are you concerned about what AEW is doing? You know why they're concerned? Because they're scared. They're scared. Because they see the ratings and they see how successful AEW has gone. It's not like AEW is dominating the WWE. That's not what's happening, right? We'll never get back to the Monday Night Wars of, you know, one show having a 4.9, the other one has a 4.8. We're done with that, right? There's just so many other things to watch and there's so many other ways to watch these programs now that you don't have to sit there and watch them live side by side against one another. So those days are done. But I, I, I'm just amazed at Vince McMahon just putting a quote out there talking about how, well, what they're doing in 22 is just not for the audience. It was good back in 1996, but I, it's just, it's amazing. So I saw David Bixenspan on Twitter as well, a wrestling journalist. He says, I'm just going to put this here. Vince McMahon's letter to Ted Turner from February 8th, 1996. The quote was... Uh, I can only assume, based on the last two weeks of Nitro, that the practice of self-mutilation, slicing one's uh, head open with a razor blade, is not condoned, but encouraged. Well, I mean, so why, again, was Vince McMahon concerned about what WCW is doing, right? Because it's getting over. Because it's getting buzzed. Because people like it, Right? That that women's match is just uh just one match. Was it overbooked? Was it too much? Maybe. But you know what? It's New Year's Eve, and they blow off a feud. Big deal. But just I I just 
am amazed at how hypocritical Vince McMahon is when there's been plenty of blood in his company. So now pretty much he's going the way he's going to attack AW. You can't take the wrestlers, right? Because a lot of those wrestlers on that roster, he couldn't find a way to get over, right? He didn't want to put them over because God forbid that the WWE promotes more than just Roman, Seth, Brock, Lashley, Lynch, and Randy Orton. God forbid that the WWE would do more than just six or eight wrestlers that they promote and then and just set everyone else aside and couldn't care less about anybody else. It's none of his business. His business is to try to grow his product. But, you know, this is what happens when your product is stale. When you are drawing 6,000 people at Madison Square Garden the day after Christmas, you have a problem, especially when that's supposed to be your backyard. Oh, Hood, no, no, no. See, that's not the case because, you know, COVID-19 in New York and it's all. The Knicks sold out the day before. So that's bullshit. Oh, you know, Hood, they had to go two for one on that deal in Long Island because, you know, they knew AEW was coming. So he's trying to get more fans in there. Uh, it was a lousy crowd in Long Island for that UBS arena. Uh, AEW outdrew the WWE in Long Island. There's certain pockets of the country where AEW is doing well in a lot of different cities, right? But it's still a young company, though. It's still a young company. If the WWE had belief in themselves, if they if they really believed that they could beat AEW, and, and by the way, it, it, let me just make sure I point this out, too. There, there's no real head-to-head competition. There's no real head-to-head competition. The one time where we saw, what was it? What was it? Um, on a Friday night, SmackDown was on FS1, and it was on from seven to nine PM Central Time, and it, and then they had the replay right afterwards from nine to eleven, and like for whatever reason, AW had their Rampage show on and they put it on against SmackDown or whatever and like it was tied or AW just barely won in the demo, whatever. Like, like it's just, it, these are just small kids games played by Vince McMahon and Tony Khan. You have AW wrestlers talking about the WWE and going after them and talking about their two-for-one ticket sales and going after The Miz and stuff like that. And I know that WWE fans don't like that. They think, oh, that's hidden below the belt. Why do that? Well, this is the same WWE that is saying pretty much, oh, well, what they're doing is wrong. They can't be doing this. You know, this blood is violent. It's none of your business. It's none of your business. Check out Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday on YouTube, youtube.com. Make sure that you subscribe, but we do our podcast here. I appreciate you listening to the podcast, but I also want you to subscribe to the YouTube page, youtube.com. Look for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Now... As I go after Vince McMahon for being hypocritical, and it's I'm not surprised. I mean, it's Vince, right? The same Vince McMahon that will say, oh, you know, the AEW, all their blood and their guts, all this stuff. And then they're not important to us, but yet you're going after them in the press, right? Because of the business that they have. Okay, well, what about Tony Khan? I got some issues with him, too. Okay, so in the same article in the Toronto Star... Former WCW president Eric Bischoff, and if you listen to TWT, you know how much I love Eric Bischoff. Oh, Bischoff. You know, the same Eric Bischoff that led Nitro to beat Raw 83 weeks. 83 straight weeks from 96 to 98. He's been critical of the current WWE product. 
as he says that the WWE product is just as successful as it's been over the last 20 to 25 years. The bad news is the formula that keeps WWE in the position that they're currently in and enjoying is a very safe and sterile formula. The names change, the outfits change, but nothing else really does. It's very, very formulatic. Uh, he says very, very formulaic. Uh, it's not attracting new viewers. That was from Eric Bischoff. And Bischoff also has been critical of Tony Khan. Talking about some of the comments that Khan has made regarding the WWE. Check this quote out. Bischoff says that if they don't have the balls to go head to head, then shut up and wrestle. There is no technical advantage in completely degrading your competition when it's clear to your audience that you don't have the guts to do anything about it. You're fighting a fight that you're not willing to get in. It's childish to me. Check this out from Tony Khan. Here's the quote from Tony Khan. He says, I don't care what night the shows are on. It's really impossible for Bischoff to say that because I don't pick what night the show is on. These are time slots that I was assigned. And he, the time slot he's talking about is what Turner has decided with AEW Dynamite and AEW Rampage. Well, uh, that's a lie. That's a lie. Here's why it's a lie. Because the original Dynamite show that airs on Wednesdays at 7 on TNT, the original show was air, supposed to air on Tuesdays. It was supposed to be Tuesday Night Dynamite. And it's not anything I just came up with. That is a fact that the show is supposed to air on Tuesday nights. And it was supposed to be Tuesday Night Dynamite. And they said, why don't you move to Wednesdays on TNT? And it was fine. They moved it to I mean, the reason why that he wanted Tuesday nights is because he thought that was a good night to capitalize after Raw. But then again, NBA is on TNT on Tuesdays. And so they said, OK, well, we can't do that. How about Wednesdays? And so he went to Wednesday. So the idea that he didn't have a say, well, he wanted Tuesdays. Yeah, he had a say. He could have said, OK, well, let's do this. And they say, OK, how about Wednesday? Right. There's no way that that. Tony Khan would go into business to be able to get himself a, t a television deal and a wrestling company and go head to head with Vince McMahon. That's suicide, at least on Monday nights, a suicide for now it is because the business has changed. Uh, it was ballsy enough for Ted Turner to want Eric Bischoff to go head to head against Raw in the mid to late 90s. It worked for 83 weeks and then all of a sudden it just wasn't as good because the um, the momentum changed and the philosophy changed at Turner as far as what they could air. But here's my point. Tony says, oh, well, you know, I, I, I just don't pick. I didn't pick the night. They wanted me to be on Wednesday nights. Well, you wouldn't be in business if it was Monday night. So the idea that, well, they picked the night. Yeah, they might have picked the nights, uh, but there's no way you're going to go head to head against Vince McMahon. And if you can help it, not go head to head against the NFL, if you can help it. So I don't believe that either. But Eric Bischoff talking about how <laughs> talking about how AEW should go head to head with the WWE. Why would they do that? Why would they do that? Why is that important? Like my thought is is that there's a room for everyone to eat. This whole thing about competition. AEW and WWE are not they're not going head to head for a reason. It's because Tony agreed to Fridays after SmackDown and agreed to Wednesdays because he would have his own night. 
and he wouldn't be against NXT. Keep in mind, the original fight was NXT against uh, AEW, and AEW dominated over and over again. I think Tony Khan made some joke like, oh, we should have a, you know, a documentary, like 75 to 1, the AEW story over NXT. Whatever it was, right? They dominated AEW. I'm I'm sorry. AEW dominated NXT. And NXT went from Wednesdays to Tuesdays. They ran away from the fight. That pisses off Vince McMahon. And this is the reason why that um, NXT is in the shape it's in right now without William Regal, you know, without... Uh, some of the guys like Steve, uh, Scott Armstrong and some of the people that really were helping the NXT brand, those guys are gone now, including Triple H. Triple H does, has no say in NXT as far as running it like he used to. This is all of Vince McMahon and Bruce Pritchard project right now. Um, but it, I just I just find that interesting. Tony Khan responds to Eric to Eric Bischoff being irresponsible. Pretty much saying that, oh, I don't, you know, I don't pick the night. Well, you wouldn't want to go head to head when you just started against Raw or SmackDown because that didn't help anybody. My whole point always with this is everybody has a chance to get to the table. WWE, AEW, New Japan, Impact, NWA, MLW, they all have an opportunity to do something special on the wrestling landscape. Ah. <sighs> I'm so pissed off at the WWE. What? Just handle your business. Why are you so concerned about what AEW is doing? If you're WWE, if you know anything about WWE, more than likely they can win this thing again. Even with the shit show they have on Monday nights, Friday nights can carry them. Pay-per-views and TV deals can carry them. You know, is, is it a desirable product for everybody? No. But people are still going to the arenas. You know, until you start seeing empty seats across the country... Right, you, New York market, it's burned out, right? I was there for SmackDown last time in Chicago, it was sold out. Now, no one said anything, it was quiet until the main event, but for the, but again, it was sold out at the All-State Arena in Rosemont, Illinois. So a lot of these places, they're drawing fine. They're doing, it's not great, but they're drawing fine. But when we get to the main shows, like the Royal Rumble and the WrestleManias uh, and the SummerSlams, the Survivor Series, uh, the WWE is going to be fine, including the Saudi deal. That's going to be sold out. Plenty of money there. They are money making money hand over fist for a less than mediocre product. So, but yet they're so concerned about AEW and their business practices. It's just really amazing. A couple of news and notes for you as I tell you to go to my Instagram, my Twitter, uh, my Facebook. Look for my bio and check out the merchandise for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. While this conversation continues, check out Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday merchandise. Instagram at WrestlingTWT at um, Twitter, Twitter.com slash WrestlingTWT. Check it out on my Facebook wall as well, Facebook.com. Look for all the merchandise you want for Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. A couple of news and notes for you I want to get to. And that is... um, well, one, I want to talk a little bit about Chicago's own Mustafa Ali. So this came across on Monday that Mustafa Ali has asked for his release from the WWE. Okay, I'll just tell you that whether it's AEW, whether it's New Japan, Impact, NWA, MLW, or companies in between, uh, I think that Mustafa Ali can get over, right? But he can't get over in the WWE. Here's a guy here that uh, produces his own vignettes. Not from the WWE, his own vignettes. If you follow him on Twitter, he does his own stuff. And he is someone who suggests things, according to Sean Ross Sapp from um, 
from Fightful, he says that he is someone that will go to Vince McMahon and others and suggest certain things for wrestlers as far as, you know, certain angles or certain programs that some of these wrestlers should be in. Mustafa Ali is very helpful in the back, but yet Mustafa Ali can't get on TV. Uh, it is uh, interesting to watch Mustafa Ali been off te- television over, what, maybe a month, maybe two months, and uh, he can't get on TV. And he asked for his release. We'll see what happens. I mean, he, they might as well release him. They might as well. I mean, they're not util- they're not utilizing him, so he probably should be released. And I know the first thing, oh, he should be in AEW. Well, you know, AEW can't have everybody. You know, I, I know firsthand what that's like when a company has way too many wrestlers. That means that still 95% of the wrestlers can't get over. And I saw this in the late 80s with WWE. I saw this with um, Mid-South UWF merging with the NWA. Got a whole roster of great Mid-South wrestlers who couldn't get over in the NWA. I've seen this with TNA when they had a whole bunch of former WWE wrestlers that all couldn't get over with in the Hogan, Flair, Bischoff regime. So... I don't think AEW needs everybody that's a free agent. However, I would say that it's good for some of these other wrestlers uh, to go to other companies and really work hard and kind of reinvent themselves so that way they're ready for another run of the WWE or AEW. That's what I would say. So that, and also Cody Rhodes is a free agent. I talked about that on YouTube.com Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Cody Rhodes is a free agent and it's kind of like, so he's going to resign, right? And it's kind of like, wow, it's, it's crazy, right? Because what if, if Cody really is a free agent, he could just continue, just walk out of the company and show up on WWE TV at the Royal Rumble and with the TNT Championship. <laughs> well, that, how about that for a twist? How about if Cody Rhodes does a Lex Luger and just all of a sudden one day he's on Raw, next night he's on Nitro? It happened with Rick Rude. One night he's on... He, he, no, Rick Rude, the late Rick Rude, was on Raw and Nitro at the same time. Raw was taped. Nitro was live. He was on two TV channels at the same time. <laughs> I think Cody will resign, but I just think this goes into whatever his character is going to be. Is he a babyface or is he a heel? Because if he's shades of gray, if you think that's going to get over, it's, it just won't. People want him to be one thing or the other. For him to just be Cody is not enough. People want the kick-ass Cody that was anti-WWE, the guy that was had the sledgehammer to the throne of Triple H, the guy that battled his brother Dustin, the guy that everyone loved. No one wants a hybrid of, of Triple H 2.0 with his, you know, being in a power couple with his wife. We already seen that with Triple H and Stephanie. This could be happening again with Cody and his wife right now. We'll see. But as this point, he is a free agent. And by the way, keep your eyes on the other EVPs of uh, the uh, All Elite Wrestling staff, right? When is uh, the contracts up of the Young Bucks? When are the contracts up for um, Kenny Omega? Keep your eyes on that, right? Keep your eyes on it very closely. So I've asked in the past, so what's that third company that's going to be able to merge, right? That third company. You know, we know the WWE and AEW, as I've talked about and ranted about in the first half hour, that's a thing, right? But who's the third company that's going to be able to emerge into the atmosphere for a wrestling fan, right? 
like, are you a New Japan wrestling fan? Are you a fan of Impact on Thursdays? Are you a fan of NWA on Tuesdays or on the weekends? I've been watching that NWA USA show. It's pretty good. It's a half-hour show that's on YouTube. MLW. Like, so who are you a fan of besides the other two, WWE and AEW? Well, I've come up with something that makes a lot of sense. I don't know why I didn't bring this up before. Maybe the third company that you can watch on a regular basis is an independent Whenever the independent comes to town, like for instance, I know that Game Changer Wrestling was just recently at Hoffman Estates uh, this past weekend. Jeff Jarrett was there, and there was some others. Game Changer Wrestling is making a, a, a nice impact, I think, on the wrestling scene. It's still small, but they are traveling, and they have a number of wrestlers that they get now. Independent wrestling is different than it was in the past. Independent wrestling. I mean, at this point in time, there's plenty of places to wrestle independently. But boy, you see so many stacked cards. Like, for instance, in um, in February of 2022, next month, there's going to be Warrior Wrestling. They've already been in South Bend, Indiana. They've been. I went to the Tinley Park show, Tinley Park, Illinois, in suburban Chicago uh, late last year in December. And they're going to have another big show in February. And it's going to be like, I mean, but it starts from all over Impact Wrestling. And they got AEW wrestlers and people from Mexico. It's like, wow. I mean, the cards are stacked. Another one that was stacked was Terminus. Now, Terminus was emanated from Atlanta, Georgia, and it was on Fight TV. I watched it, and it had a no- number of amazing matches. Like, Jordan Grace is one of the best women's wrestlers that's there. If there if there's a top 10, she's definitely in the top 10 of women's wrestlers, uh, I think, in the world, but definitely in North America. So Jordan Grace wrestled Kiara Hogan. I've seen Kiara Hogan wrestle for AEW and a number of other places independently. They had a hell of a match in Terminus in Atlanta, Georgia. Keep the fight coming if she wants to become the digital media champion. Less than nine minutes left in this 15-minute time limit. Time of the essence here. Jordan Grace back in a standing position. Hogan just waiting for the right moment to charge, and she does, but can't budge Jordan Grace. Grace refusing to go down. Into the ropes goes Hogan and oh, <laughs> she just stuck her arm out and Hogan ran right into it. Hogan just ate that lariat. Hard Irish whip to the corner. She collapsed out of the corner after the impact with those turnbuckles. All oh, deadlift German with the bridge. Shoulders down to retain the championship with two count. Might not have put her away, but that had to take a lot out of Hogan. Folded the challenger in half. Looking to follow up. Jordan Grace now. Hoists her up. Oh, small package. Shoulders down. We got a new champ. No. Only two. Both women back up. Catches the kick attempt. And Sagiri to the back of the head. Hogan back up. Throws another super kick and connects. And again. Somehow Jordan Grace still on her feet. Wobbly legs though. As Hogan figures what's next, down goes Grace with the clothesline. Cover. Right in the middle of the ring, shoulders down to win the championship. Another kick out by the champion, too. Needed to hook that leg tight, put all her body weight on the shoulders of Jordan Grace to score the pin right there. And now, Kiara Hogan. He took too much time. Kick swatted away, back fist. That one rocked Hogan, who was on wobbly legs. Super kick connects. 
These women throwing bombs here in the middle of the ring. High kick connects. Off the ropes. Hogan comes. Corner. Hogan's in trouble. Fall from Grace. Jordan Grace retains the Impact Digital Media Championship. Jordan Grace, she's strong, she's tough, and she wins the matchup against Kira Hogan, brother. A really good matchup. How about this? Now, I really like that because that was the Impact Digital Media Championship, which is, you know, 1980s for TV championship. But she's the Digital Media Champion, and she retained. Bandito, is the ROH Champion, or is he? Now, the last ROH show was supposed to be Bandito in the main event, but he had COVID, and so they had an interim ROH heavyweight championship matchup that was won by Jonathan Gresham over Jay Lethal. Confusing, right? AEW's going through this now with Sammy Guevara and uh, with Cody Rhodes. There's two champions. Well, Bandito took on Baron Black in this one. Baron Black is very well known in the independent circuit. Bandito is the ROH champion, and they went at it at Terminus. Got all that. Bandito just blasted Black right in the face. And now a springboard able to take him down. Too close to the ropes, though. Referee checking to make sure that it's a legal pin, and it wasn't. Could not count. They wound up very close to the ropes. I believe that the arm of Baron Black had broken the plane of the bottom rope. The referee could not initially count. Bandito with Baron Black. Reversal of the whip, though. Bandito off the ropes. He comes. Gets the head scissors. Shoulders down and a near fall again for the champ. A little more successful the second time on that attempt. Black again able to kick out just in time. And Bandito now placing Baron Black right in the middle of the ring. Quickly goes to the top. See what he has in mind. Black back on his feet though and hits that top rope taking away the balance of Bandito. Black going to go up there with the champ, perhaps. Overhand strike. Challenger up on the second. Butterfly superplex, perhaps. And he gets it. Cover. Leg hooked. To win the championship here. Shoulders down in a two count. He thought he had him, but not enough. High impact maneuver. From off the top rope, a butterfly superplex. Not enough to earn Baron Black the Ring of Honor World Championship, though. And Black's got to dig down here. He's got to find something else. High impact. The champ is down. You see the Ring of Honor champ, Bandito, gasping for air in a prone position here. Now is the time. It's gut check time for Baron Black here. Went for the Cloverleaf again, but the champ with a reversal and a near fall. Both men back up. Hoists him up. Oh, drills the knee. Right into the face. And Black is in perfect position for the 21 Plex. Bandito retains the world championship. Bandito retains the ROH Championship. And the main event, Josh Alexander from Impact Wrestling takes on Jonathan Gresham. 
Pound for pound, Gresham might be the best wrestler uh, as far as pure wrestling. Man, I mean, he is really, really special. And so Gresham against Alexander. Alexander cannot get a flight into Atlanta because of the weather conditions. He drove 10 hours to take on the champ, Jonathan Gresham. Right on his head. Foot on the ropes, though. That is the final rope break. And now the ropes are in play for Josh Alexander. He can cinch in a submission hold using the ropes Jonathan for leverage Gresham if he wants to. third and final rope break. And the ropes cannot save Jonathan Gresham and the ROH World Championship at this point. That is a huge advantage for the challenger, Josh Alexander, here. And right on cue, Alexander goes right back to another submission, right back to the ankle. Gresham needs to fight his way out of this hold somehow. The ropes do not matter anymore. Alexander stomping down on the back. Oh, look at the upper body strength of Gresham. He got enough momentum, enough leverage to send Alexander into the corner. Roll up here. Only two. Stuck to work. Stomped right on the calf and then right back to the figure four. Alexander trying to block it. He's blocked it from being fully sinked oh. in and twisting away on the leg. Oh, what a of counter. Gresham. What a counter by Josh Alexander right there. Back to the ankle lock. Gresham said he wants to regain the pure championship. The ROH world titles being the moniker of best in the world. Gresham. He's in the he, ropes, but it doesn't matter. Does not matter. Gresham does not realize, I don't think, that he's used his final rope break. He's trying to maybe use the ropes to pull Alexander. Oh! Oh! Into that top rope. He basically got clotheslined by the top rope as a result. Right there on the part of Gresham. Understanding where you are in the ring at all times and using it to your advantage. And Alexander now. Looking to go to the top, perhaps no. He's trying to he's standing on the second, pulling Gresham up. Sweet shot strength. It's a double pin. Both shoulders are down. And the referee counted them both down. There's the bell. Did somebody get their shoulder up though? I can't I couldn't tell from my vantage point. The referee has the best vantage point of the building alexander and gresham both have their hands up the referee conferring with our ring announcer for the official decision the official has ruled that both competitors shoulders were down therefore the result of this match is a draw